definitely been a while since I have recorded an episode. In case you guys are wondering, I got sick in like December. And then what happened was after that, it's Christmas time, still kind of not feeling the best. Um, so once I've gotten resolved, I've been able to like twinkle clearly and just kind of like the direction because this is going to be the first episode of season two of the podcast because I think most people and I don't know if this is how you do it I think this is how you do it where and I'm still learning about like everything is every year it's a new season of like those episodes or like you might have like 10 episodes you know um Kind of like a series. But please, please DM me if you want anything like else. Like want me to talk on any specific topics of discussion. Even if it's like a pop culture thing that's going on. Can't necessarily promise that I will get to every single one of them. But... If you want to hear anything on the podcast specifically, you can always let me know. But once again, this is the Say Less pod. If you are brand new to this, I've also had quite a bit of, like, caffeine today. So if I am actually talking faster than my words actually come out, that's why. But today we're going to be talking about this, a trend Now I think it's been like a couple months old now, but it's basically about the that's a body trend. For those of you who don't know, I know I have different age groups that listen. So body count, it's basically um, people like that you have a thing for or you have slept with Um, or even, you know, um, the, that's a body is more so girlfriends and boyfriends like telling what they think is necessarily the equivalent of like actually cheating on someone. Um, and I would, so that is like the body count. Um, And honestly, here's something, too. I want you to, like, know that just because... Like, sometimes, even when you get in relationships, people want to know your body count, like, right off. And it's, like... I mean, that is, like, something maybe, like, necessary. The, like, have a healthy relationship is having that conversation. Um, But... Um, I would say it's not necessarily the end all, the be all. Just because maybe someone has, if, okay, if they've been cheated on, then you can probably guess that most of the time, now unless they are just a douchebag, most of the time someone who's been cheated on 
knows how that feels and they're not going to want to put someone else in that position of cheating on the next person. Here's my thing, okay? Here's the way that my brain thinks. If you are going if you have the slightest interest in cheating on someone else or going after someone else, drop me beforehand and then you can go do your own little thing. That, that way, my emotions aren't necessarily involved or clustered towards you. Now, I might still see you, like, post on, like, social media, but at least I don't have, like, any, like, connection. It doesn't, like, I can delete your post. I can, on my end, I can block you so I don't see any of your stories anymore you know I can I can I have those different options for me um because a lot of times especially now like I've heard of stories where people have found out that someone is cheating on them based on social media so hey if you are going to cheat too don't post it because it's going to find a way to come back to the surface. Um, even if you're, like, doing something wrong behind someone's back, if you post about it, it's... That is going to come out. And somehow, like, even, like, with friendships, it... Sometimes they post about different things, and it's, like... Because if you hadn't have posted, you could have been saved so much. But because you post it now, I know your whole story. I know your whole history. So just, just don't, like, leave me out of this. So that's literally drop me and then go on. You may a little way. That's kind of just how I'm thinking about it. Um... I honestly don't think that body count matters entirely. Um, now, if they have, like, a body count of, like, 12 or more, that's definitely a conversation. But it's just, like, and I don't know where that limit is. Like, each individual is going to have to sit down with their person and just be like why like literally have a conversation of being like you know what why do you feel the need to have this many sex experiences wow that is a hard word to say but it's a word now so sex experience which is yeah anyway so that is just something to put out there. Um, I don't think that it necessarily matters as much if you know that the person is going to be loyal. Because, here's the thing, I don't believe that once a cheater, always a cheater. Like, I don't believe that philosophy. I believe that you sometimes do have like the power to change, Sometimes it depends on the different individual. Sometimes they need excess therapy or some coping mechanisms. Um, 
But if you have to convince yourself not to cheat, I feel like you have a problem. Because I feel like if you truly love that individual, you're not wanting to gain another body. That's, like, yes, it doesn't, like, I, honestly, I'm the type of person, I don't care, like, what your body count was before you met me. But, if I hear that you're, like, trying to gain another body while you are with me, we're gonna have some problems, dude. Like, seriously. And, um... So, also, here's the thing where people say that it's a body, and I feel like this can kind of, the waters can kind of get muddy. Um, some people have said, like, if someone is, I believe if they're texting another girl consistently, other than you, and you are in, like, a committed relationship, um, that is a body. I, I'm so sorry for that. Especially if they're on social media and you see them constantly double tap some girls' photos. And honest, and another thing is I, I like guys, so I'm talking from that perspective where it's just yeah yeah um so if you don't necessarily have that opinion that is totally okay I'm just talking from my POV so that's why I'm just like putting it out there um so like if another like guy like double taps uncle's photos on the Instagram that to me is a body because you're definitely saying, hey, I'm interested in this person. Now, if you have a group project with someone in school or you have a discussion board post or even like work, that is, I don't, like some people say that that is a body. I don't necessarily believe that it is. Okay, if you don't have, like, any romantic interest with this person, like, you're just working on a project with them, and you know that they don't have any romantic interest to you, would you? I don't, like, obviously, protect yourself, protect your peace. If you have, like, this sneaky suspicion that they're into you, Don't get all delulu about it, but at the same time, like, try to understand and do, like, if you have to work on a project with them, work with them, but keep your distance. Or, like, when you are in that relationship, just make a plan. Because I will tell you, some things look more complicated than they actually are. So some things that might look like you're actually with someone or you're invested. But I feel like that's where like trust comes in too. Because if I see someone at the grocery store that I work with 
and they happen to be a guy, I'm going to protect myself, alright? Um, especially because I'm, I'm not saying, like, oh, if, if you are in a relationship. Plus, if you know that that other person's in a relationship too, because I don't play the game of trying to steal you, man. I don't, I don't play the ga game of homewrecker. I'm like, I can't. I will literally support you, um, and try the best I can to make him not interested, okay? Whatever I have to do. Interesting story about this. Um, <laughs> just telling my life. But, like, one time I was in, well, when I was in college, there was this guy, and he was, like, a guy friend, you know? So I thought he was in a relationship um, with... Now, the call her friend, and I'm going to call her Haley for this storyline. So, Haley, we hung out, like, every once in a while because we had a mutual friend. But Haley and I were not that close. Okay? I mean, we would talk, we would communicate. But at the same time, I'm just like, I don't steal people's boyfriends. <laughs> okay? That's, that's not the game I play. Her boyfriend would sometimes come up to and talk to me one-on-one. -on -one, and I would be like, hey. Like, I would consistently ask him, like, where's Haley? And... He would be like, I don't know. I'm not saying you gotta keep tabs on your girl. I'm really not. I just, I think that there has to be some, like, do you have to find my friends? Do you, do you know where she is? Do you even know what she's doing right now? Okay? Because I don't, I don't play that game. You know, I, I really don't. And I'm like, uh, so I would constantly, whenever he would talk to me one-on-one, -on -one, I was like, um, yeah, you can go find Haley and then talk to me if you want, but I'm, I'm not, I'm not doing this. Um, and so, I don't know if he had never, ever got the message, but, like, it seems like he never really talked to me, like, again. So, I mean, that, that's on the bright side, like, um... But yeah, I'm just, even though I uh, never wasn't really a friend of Haley, I didn't want to, like, break that trust. And you know what? The thing was, I did not know if he was trying to, like, flirt with me or trying to be with me. But I was just like, you know what? Worst comes to worst. I got, I got my assets covered on this. Now, if I went to Haley, do I think that she would have believed me? No, because, like I say, again, we weren't really that close friends, so 
I don't know if it was even my duty to tell because like I say I honestly have no idea but sometimes I feel like if you have like even this thought that this is going to happen you just want to protect yourself as much as possible okay um you know, I'm I'm the type of person, people somehow always come to me and they think that I'm going to try to steal the guy. But, like I say, I don't play that type of game. It's just not the way that I, like, roll. It's not anything. But... Um, so I don't necessarily think that talking to someone is a body count, okay? Some people would disagree with that. You see them in the store, that... Now, if you approach them and you're kind of like, whatever, that's, that's on you. Like, if you're trying to be flirtatious, I also know for me, my personality is very bubbly. And it has been mistaken several different times that I am flirting with people. Or I'm flirting with other people's, you know, they're like, oh, you let that person on this whole time. And I was like, I wasn't, I wasn't flirting. That's just who I am. Now... What I do, the actual, because I know that I, that I have a very bubbly personality that can somehow be misconstrued and, you know, there's some sickening stories that I could probably tell you of how that has been misconstrued and how I have been the one who was actually screwed over because of that but you know I I talk about the deep things on this podcast but for the most part I want to keep it light and you know but I yeah I could tell you some very bad things that happen um because of that but honestly here's something that I do because I know my actions have been misinterpreted like even this is where sometimes I just say be yourself and if people are mad at you for being yourself there's the door bitch I'm not gonna keep you here not gonna like um, cause, and I'm not saying that you don't need to adapt or you don't need to change certain things. But sometimes I've been so weirded out to do anything that I just kind of like freeze. For instance, you know, sometimes when you lean over, that becomes sexualized and it's like, who are you leaning over for? Um, that's that's how I grew up. Um, 
yeah, um, especially, you know, um, not so much in family realms, but other things. Um, also, like, I don't like when people say, like, doing things for the male gaze or, you know, that's kind of what it implies. Um, but, or, like, if you do your hair nice, people's like, who are you trying to impress? But also, um, <laughs> like, there's this one individual, very popularized individual. Sometimes his words can kind of come off as very sexist. Um, what I'm like one time, I he was saying like if you put uh, blush or you put like lipstick on, that is to attract a man because doing the time doing heat. I, I feel like all people old. Older people say heat. We just, like, young people, we say sex or banging or something. But anyway, like, when you're in that time, your cheeks get flustered, all that. And I'm just like, oh my goodness. We do not wear makeup for you. Like, for guys. I'm, I'm so sorry. Like, that's not necessarily thing um <laughs> like um so I just kind of wish that certain people would maybe get that part out of their heads um or <laughs> um like even like when you try like one time I was trying to get hair out of my face and, you know, sometimes it's like, oh my goodness, was not trying to turn you on, man. I just really had to get this hair out of my face. And so then sometimes you just freeze. But honestly, this is why I say, like, do sometimes what you have to do. Like, be who you have to be. Do not be unapologetically yourself. But there are certain actions that you can do to protect yourself. Like for me personally, I make sure that I don't do any type of hand gestures. Um, because I know that my personality can be misinterpreted. What sometimes I will do, like if I'm talking with someone, <clears throat> especially like a guy who may have like a crush on you or like and you don't necessarily want to lead the person on you don't want I make sure that I'm like don't lay like hands on the person when I'm talking with them or like anything of that action you know um because some, some guys they've just People say that girls are Delulu. Some guys are Delulu too. Like, you are reaching for, I, I kid you not, you're reaching for a ketchup bottle at the same time and your hands touch. And people's like, oh my gosh, you meant to touch my hand. That's, I'm like, no, that's not romantic. I wasn't, okay, 
Alright. Get. Seriously, stop being so doo right now. Like, at least I know. Um. So, those are some different. That's a little bit of that. That's a body. Sorry, that's a little bit more of a rant than I was anticipating. Okay, so now the next thing is X. Um, and these are like my personal X with certain individuals. Um, even um, sometimes like married individuals, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, so, the first ick that I have gotten so many times is the, you know you wanted it. They, like, the guy will just completely out of blue say that. Like, whether they touched your hair or they got a little bit too handsy, um, for your liking, and, or they completely, you know, that's, um, well, that's, that's the story, I was gonna go off on another rant, that's the story for another time, so, never mind, um, so, the you know you wanted it type of thing, where if you, as a kid, you get, like, hurt, and you're hurt sexually. Um, like I say, trying as much as I can to keep this maybe PG in case people have... But my, sometimes life is not PG, not even PG-13 for some people. But I, you know, I try to keep a good centered. Um, when you are, like, violated, sometimes, yes, there is good touch, bad touch, um, to put it lightly, and also, that's what, like, some, some parents nowadays, I hear them, like, talk about, like, good touch, bad touch, um, there is that, but sometimes you don't necessarily know what you want. Um, and also, like, especially as a kid, um, I think when some people, like, say that, you know you wanted it. It's like, mm, no, I, I really didn't know what I wanted. I, so... Don't, don't say that to me. Um, it, it gives me the, like, honestly, and people's like, oh, well, that's childhood trauma talking. I, 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 I wish I could say that's just childhood trauma talking out. Um, no, like, in, in, even in my adult life or, like, my quote-unquote adult life, um, like, kind of when you are transitioning out of being a kid 
from like being to being an adult like you're in college you're um and if you know the school that I went to um it's some people I don't know I don't think I've mentioned the school I went to not really gonna put that out there on this one um but you know, it was, it was good. but I didn't go for, like, their stance on certain things. I went because I was going into psychology, and they had a high-standing psychology program. Um, but, you know, we also knew that, like, Title Nine. No one was really. It didn't seem like anybody would do anything. Like I seriously remember, like one. Um, well, like I hit, I hit a person. I kind of like just punched them in the gut, and then like, you know, he literally said that phrase like, after like after I punched him, I was like. Dude, don't ever. You want to be respectful to a woman? Don't ever say like you know you wanted it or you know you liked it. I was just like, it's it's not cool. Um. Also, another it of mine, and I've <laughs> I've met this guy. Um. So, the where's my hug guy for? Um. You know the person who's like, oh, where's my hug? You're not gonna give me anyone, like anything. No, I was really just thinking about peace now. So, cool deal. But, and honestly, this is sometimes the guy, and he was this one guy that. Back to the story of the guy I hit. And kind of blamed it on reflexes, but that's whatever. Um, he was also like the where's my guy, I mean where's my hug guy type of. Um, and literally one time like I asked my friends, I was like, did he hug you weird? And people was like, no, nah, you're not really making any sense. And I was like, oh yeah, I guess not. Like, that, that literally makes perfect sense to me, but I'm like, okay, whatever, um, we're just gonna scoot by that. So, though, and this is the guy that sometimes I feel intimidated by, honestly, because you constantly have to do the shirt grab, and any girl of like knows what the shirt grab is um where you constantly have to remind them where your eyes are like how to maintain eye contact and it's not bound there so please get your head out of the gutter where you have to constantly like even if you're not like you could be wearing a polo for some odd reason or you could be wearing like anything like the most 
baggy t-shirt and like you still feel exposed like just like get me out of this like please 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 you know that's kind of like the extent I yeah anyway so like I say these are my own like personal icks uh, with people uh so now it's kind of like the married when people are like a couple or they're like married um these are some like icks that I technically have with that the ball and chain and if you're like when people say oh have to get back to the old ball and chain for one it came from the chain gang where you feel kind of like trapped or isolated um and it is the institutionalization of marriage is basically the theory um institutionalization of marriage theory basically where you think that marriage instead of it being a now I will I will agree with you life is sometimes disagreements and not all that fun okay so if you want to go from that standpoint plus I do believe that there's a difference between fights and there's a difference between disagreements fights or when you have a this is us domestic violence type of situation uh, where it's like emotional abuse or it's like even throwing things at you near you where you feel like you're walking on eggshells consistently that is what fighting is and I feel like a lot of people fight but they don't disagree where it's like okay we have some opinions here um we have some strong opinions that is okay we can try to resolve this we can try to work this out but at the end of the day i'm not gonna hit you i'm not gonna slam the door in your face i may be angry but i'm gonna deal with this anger the right way and not just like walk away from you not give you the cold shoulder we're gonna try to be healthy um, and make this work. But like I say, I feel like there's a lot of couples um, and maybe like this, my generation is taking that into their own hands and I, um, for the most part, we're trying to understand individuals. We're um, also like Gen Z and millennials, they deal more with depression and anxiety. If you look at the statistics more than any other generation, um, it's like really up and coming with it. And maybe because we do deal with mental issues, we want to make sure that they are taken care of and resolved in the right manner where it's not like yelling, not frustrated. Now, I'm not saying that 
all everyone in my generation deals with it healthily because I have seen that too where maybe maybe they have some trauma like from their family that they haven't necessarily resolved um because what I feel like too is when you come together as two different people you are going to come with separate baggage the thing is you can either keep knocking into that baggage turning it over and yes i have heard this somewhere um keep stumbling over it basically or you can choose to pick up that baggage all the things that are in it and fold it up resolve it put it away because sometimes people keep stumbling over the same baggage um and their luggage is just out in the open so yes you're gonna come with your own unique frustrations and battles that you deal with on the daily but at the same time you're going to learn how to come together and resolve that or you should and so maybe like learning how to fight properly with that being said too is maybe making like an emergency kit for your relationship um what i mean by this is let's say like for me i know that Sometimes I have really, really bad panic attacks, okay? And also I struggle with different things, um, different thoughts. Sometimes what you know is after the fact, after you are in the clear, Okay, these are the things that actually help me. So if I completely zone out on you, um, just talk to me, try to use some grounding techniques on me. Even if you have to like use Bible verses or something, but honestly, I have had people that's just like, just breathe. And I'm like, why didn't I think of that? Like, it's like, so ha having like an emergency kit for, hey, this is when this happens and I don't respond to you. I literally, one time someone, I was like dealing with something really bad and massive and the person, they were well-meaning. They wanted to give me a hug. I'm like, a hug is not going to make me feel safe right now. So please don't. They hugged me anyway. I uh, kind of like broke free, whatever. But I literally like explained to them. And I don't think, though, I got all my words out. 
correctly because I know when I am anxious and especially in that moment, in that heat, I don't say everything in a coherent sentence. So there's just going to be bits and phrases and people's like, you literally didn't make any sense. I'm not trying to make sense right now, okay? But I will say, like, people who are just there, like, you don't have to even, like, say anything. If you don't know what to say in that moment, you don't have to say anything to me. You can just be there. Um, I mean, you can, like, rest your hand on my leg. That's not going... But if it's, like, a full, like, frontal hug or something, I just saw caged in. Um, in those, like, specific moments. Also, we're going to get into something later, too. Um, but the ball and chain, going back to that, I feel like... When you say different phrases like that, you, and I have heard this, especially, I would say especially inside the church. Um, I really haven't heard it, like, well, actually, I've heard it a few times outside, um, but um, you view the person basically as a prison and not as a person anymore. So if they are truly the L-O-M-L or the love of your life, L-O-M-L is love of my life. If they are truly that for you, why would you consider them as like the torture chamber of your life? Okay? I just... I don't understand that. It's, um, okay. So another ick with, and this, I will say, it depends on the tone and the intentionality behind why they're saying it and what they're saying. But happy wife, happy life. I have heard it phrased in such a way. They're like, you know what they say, happy wife, happy life. And it's kind of, still that mentality of what they say goes and maybe it's not like a conversation maybe you don't feel like you have a say in what happens in the relationship um so i am saying that this phrase depends on the context because i have seen some very wholesome moments like people just go out for dinner and maybe or they go out for coffee with their wife or their like person and then they just say oh like they caption it on their socials happy wife happy life and I don't I don't think that is that is wholesome that's a wholesome moment right there and I don't think that we should take away from that when people like say it as like a negative setting or that they feel like they are not necessarily the person that they should be because honestly I do not feel like you should have to change for anybody 
I, I know this, this is going to sound crazy, but I feel like maybe like bringing yourself together, you have to learn how to cooperate, how to be, be one, kind of be cohesive in that setting. <sighs> But don't change the things that make you, you. Okay? Because in some ways, that's why the person fell in love with you in the first place. If they truly do love you, that's kind of why they fell in love with you. Um, and, like, if you're, if they're not just trying, if they're trying to get into your heart, heart, how? Why can't I English? If they're trying to get into your heart and not like your bed, then yes, absolutely. I, I truly, um, truly, truly do believe that it can be like wholesome. But I feel like sometimes that's taken like out of context. Um, but And I don't, but I, like I say, I think, I truly do believe that if someone loves you for you, there might be some things that they teach you, you teach them. You, then what I mean by you shouldn't have to change the things that make you you. If you like singing and the person's like always, if they're being your height, I don't need someone to be your hype man 24-7. If you are in the wrong, I feel like that is a perfect discussion to come alongside of them. You do not have to support me 100% in everything that I do. Okay? And I think that that's true for individuals when they come together. Um, when you do find your person, like, You shouldn't have to, like if you, like I say, if you like to sing or you love to cook. If they're being your hype man, that's one thing and like telling you, but I feel like there needs to be a balance still. Okay, not saying that. But I also feel like they cannot, whatever the opposite of a hype man is. Like, the one who's constantly degrading you on every single turn. I don't... That's not healthy either. Okay? So, someone who's consistently praising you. Maybe you deserve that praise. But maybe not all of it is wanted. Okay? So just hang with me for a second and hear me out. Sometimes people say that if they're not supporting you, they don't love you. I believe that they should support you, support you of your goals, support you of your ambitions. 100%. Um, but I also know what it's like. To have someone consistently think of you as lower than them or 
tell you and sometimes it's even like petty things um I've known guys that didn't want me specifically lifting at the gym because I was supposed to be the weaker vessel or being smarter than them. I don't think that that should emasculate you as a man, as an individual. Maybe I know like more about you, more about cars than you do. That doesn't make you less of an individual. Um, and sometimes that is a boy's way of thinking of it versus a man's view. A man will be like, hey, you know what? I'm proud you know those things. Okay, can you teach me X, Y, and Z? You know? Um, and I've, like, I've met men. I've also had a lot of instances with boys so far, um, you know, where that's why I'm saying if someone wants to get into your heart and not your bed, that is a man, okay? Um, most of the people that I met are like the boys, you know, they still have like that middle school mind. Um, sometimes where it's just, and even then, I feel like you need to train your kid, hey, this is not how it goes. You're not supposed to just look at women for their body. Because um, that's not, because um, those things also throughout life are going to change, okay? Um, yeah, I know, and I was constantly, so it's like if you feel like, oh, well, that's all that I am, that's all someone's ever going to love me for and know me as, I, I feel that, okay? I, I feel you on that because I was you, but at the same time, even though sometimes I get, somehow, I always attract the dirt bags, um, I'm trying, okay, I am trying to learn that there's more out there, um, yeah. Okay, um, more out there than just people just wanting you as a one night stand or maybe a many nights, like not M-I-N-Y, but M-A-N-Y, M-I-N-I, not anyway, like a multiple night stand, I don't know, like, yeah. Anyway, th there's more, more to life than just that. Um, and actually, you are worth more than that. You, someone slides into your DMs, some creepy guy, 
the nice thing about that is sometimes you have to accept the message in order to view it and respond. So that's like, well, not to view it. You can still like, which, but in order to respond, you have to accept the message on like Instagram if they DM you. So, I mean, that's in some ways a way to protect yourself. Um, but you don't have to necessarily give in to that. Um, thankfully, I, you know, I just block you. Um, <laughs> if that does happen. But I've also had some friends who have gone through some very, very difficult times because and ended up being boyfriended, um, which boyfriended is basically when this like cute guy, like basically catfishing, um, but it's where this like cute guy reaches out to you on Instagram or like some social media platform you think that it's like someone your age turns out it's someone maybe old enough to be your dad um, and then some trafficking or different things happen um, I've I've known some people where happened, where I've even stories where that's happened um, So, yeah, basically, um, I don't, you shouldn't have to change for anybody. You shouldn't have to, also, like, even, like, in a friendship setting, if they truly, truly love you and want to be your friend, if you constantly feel like you're stepping on landmines with them, the same thing goes. Okay. Um, or they don't respect you. Maybe they're secretly trying to be you. Whatever the case is. Like, or, you know, you have to lessen yourself to make them feel more powerful. Which is sometimes what we feel like we have to do. We're like, okay... In order to make them feel good about themselves, I have to be insecure about things that I'm actually proud about myself for. Um, so, also, here's another tip. If you do struggle with that, and I'm going to have to probably start doing this again. Um, <laughs> I did start briefly journaling. Um, on my, like, phone. But, if you struggle with affirmations, like, maybe put them on your mirror. But, um, so that then you see them. Things that you are definitely proud of. Like, I love the way I sing. I love and also, I would say, like, physical characteristics, too. Especially if you have, like, been burned before by people in that way. 
um, like there's this one person and uh, she kind of gives me compliments all the time on different things and I was just like like here's another thing I will say um, something that I am trying to do for myself is allow myself now I'm not saying re-traumatize yourself and be in those situations but slowly integrating or slowly allowing yourself um, to be triggered in some ways because there are some things that are actually healthy okay but because of trauma we feel like they are horrible things that we should stay far away from them for instance um like when I first started like my job I was in a cubicle and I'm still like in a cubicle but some odd reason I felt like very like claustrophobic and trapped and then sometimes there was like this person that would come up like right by like my like cubicle and just like talk and I would kind of like jump scare in the beginning um just because you know I'm not necessarily expected that but you have to remind yourself this you are okay this is safe this is a safe space and if this person turns out to be like that person you can totally dip okay but you don't know that right now you like right now you are okay you are safe turns out once i had actually told myself that um like, things start to get better. And this person is actually not a bad person. Like, my brain was telling me that they were, you know? Um, so, slowly allow yourself to be triggered by maybe certain scents, certain smells. Um, maybe if you see a therapist, ask them if this is, like, going to be helpful for you or like seek some professional help I've found that that personally just like kind of like works for me um and yeah I probably do need to go see my like see because we get free therapy at my work um so I might need to see a therapist who knows but and probably should I just have found out that that kind of works for me of like telling myself uh, and it also helps like the sympathetic symp sympathetic or is it parasympathetic nervous system like it gives it a break because sometimes I will look down at my Apple watch and it's like 118 and like my heart rate and I'm literally not doing anything I'm just standing in the room being anxious about like not Sometimes nothing. Um, but yeah, there are certain things that are safe now. So I am allowing myself to slowly integrate that into the system. I'm telling myself, hey, you're okay. Everything's fine. Right now, 
You are not there. This is not the place. You are fine. Okay. Like, I know it sounds weird to kind of, like, lie to yourself like that. But basically, your body's lying to you anyway by telling you, Hey, okay, we're not safe. We better dip. Because um, I went to, I also didn't talk to a guy co-worker for the longest time simply because he was a guy. And I didn't trust him for that reason. Also, turned out my anxiety was lying to me. I know, shocker. So maybe like allowing yourself to be free um, and feel things. For one. Okay, so another ick is with this being like married couple, people who are already like kind of coupled, um, or like even people who like they're just, yeah, they're coupled. Um, I'll say that because everybody has different situation and family dynamics. Um, so babysitting when the mom like leaves it is some sometimes um they're like oh like you were being a mother you were doing this everything when the dad like watches the kids sometimes people say oh i guess you're babysitting today or sometimes i even hear like the dad joke about it and um in my mind i'm just like that's called being a father that's called being a parent He's not babysitting his own kids. Okay, babysitting is when you outsource and allow someone else to watch your kids. Okay, he's not doing that. And if he is, if that's how he truly feels about this situation, I am so, so sorry. Like, what happened? Like, why don't you, like, why don't you like your kids? Why don't you like your wife? I don't know what exactly to say to that, but it's just rubs me the wrong way. Maybe it shouldn't, but I'm just like, it's something that I really despise. I'm just like, if, too, also something else uh, with that. When you say that they're babysitting, it almost in my mind, because Sometimes at restaurants, you will see this. Because I just thought of, like, a side thought. Um, where, like, the mom is taking on all the responsibility. And people's like, well, that's the mom's job. She's supposed to be nurturing. Funny. Because I thought that it was supposed to be a partnership. Where we both contribute in some way to the building of the kids. Listen, I don't, I don't want to be, I really don't want to have a start of marriage. Sometimes I think that's, you know, I don't want to be a single parent, but I also don't want to be a married single parent, married single mom where I'm doing all the responsibilities. I'm cleaning the house. I'm doing the dishes. I'm also making sure the kids have their bath, making, because I feel like, Both the guy and the female should have, like, that communication and actually 
okay, you know, maybe I'll do the kids tonight, you, you do the morning shift or whatever. I know some parents do it that way. Some people's like, oh, you've had a hard day. Like, you've been watching the kids all day. I got this. Or I'll cook dinner. Like, you don't have to do that just because you're the mom. Um, like, there are different ways that you can do this. Also, having that conversation, maybe that should be in your emergency care kit for the for your marriage or for your relationship of saying, okay, when I am stressed with the kids, can you do X, Y, and Z? Like having, I don't know, some, some people, and I'm just like, this is a little bit extra, but okay. Some people have a complete Google Doc that they will share and they like collaborate on who does what, you know, Sometimes I just think that it needs to be a conversation. And if you actually listen to each other, I think it should be fine. Um, okay, so another thing, the last thing that I was going to kind of discuss is love languages. So hot take I do believe that everyone and actually this is what Gary Chapman will tell you too um I have not read the book but I feel like I've watched enough like YouTube videos about like the particular topic so I understand it a little bit more um but everyone exhibits all the love languages okay it's just what you have more of or like what you appreciate how you love best and it's kind of like a um continual process but each person can exhibit exhibit all the love languages at one time um and even like express them in different ways for instance if i know what your favorite coffee order is, I may get that for you. Like every, um, like once in a while. Um, or, for instance, okay, I will tell you the love languages. So, you got physical touch, quality time, words of affirmation, um, receiving gifts, and acts of service. Everybody has them. I know there's several different books. There's one for couples. There's one for teens. There's one, you know, there's just all these different books that Gary Chapman came out with once the first one came out. I feel like it's mainly, though, for couples. Um, but, like I say, he does say that everyone exhibits all exhibits all of them what happens though is sometimes someone loves best in a certain language and then the waters get kind of murky because they're like why don't you love me like this because I mean I know you love that way but I don't primarily show love that way so 
for instance, for me, um, my love languages, the way that they are in order for me, is it, um, words of affirmation and quality time are the two main ones that kind of tie. And then I have receiving gifts. And then it's um, physical touch and then acts of service. Yeah, acts of service comes last for me. I can be, like, honestly, I can be a physical touch person sometimes. It's just not my primary love language. Also, it kind of has to be on my terms. Um, like, I'm, I'm not, like, a touchy-feely person. I'm really, really not. If I know, like, one of my friends is, I will love them in that way, okay? That is, that is who I am. I will try, I will try the best I can to love them in that way. It might not necessarily go that direction, but I will try. Um... So, that being said, like, I, like, a lot of, and when I say, like, reintegrating yourself, two for me, um, like I say, I'm not physical touch type of person, I don't think that a lot of, like, uh, I was gonna say someone else's love language, that's probably not, so, my, I would say, like, my family, even, like, extended family, they probably are, like, more physical touch type of people. It sometimes just makes me, like, cringe inside. I am sorry, okay? I'm totally, totally sorry. I'm just, I'm not that person. I'm, I'm not the one. Also, it depends on the person and the situation, too. Um, but I do feel like today, going back to eggs, that physical touch has become one of the main love languages that has also become an ick. Where people's like, ew, the love language is physical touch. Ew. Ew. Like, I understand why it's become an egg is because people have been burned in that way but don't discount someone just because their love language is physical touch please don't I've seen some people that's just like he said his love language was physical touch I have to break up with him sweetie that's that's it can be a red flag it's just not the primary one also I think it's a misunderstanding of what the love language actually entail okay um so yes is can physical touch be harmful especially if you've been hurt in that way yes okay 
going back to what I said earlier, if they're trying to get into your bed rather than your heart, that is, that is not healthy, okay? It's just not, and I've come in contact with many multiple people that their love language is physical touch. And that's the reason why. Some people have, they want to cuddle or they want to spoon. They want to do those healthy things. Like, I feel like most, I I don't, most guys, I feel like a lot of guys, um, there's their love language or their primary love language is physical touch. Sometimes it's quality time, but physical touch and quality time, but mainly physical touch. There's some physical touch, and like I say, if you want to keep it like PG, this goes back to like bad touch versus good touch. There is some touch, especially when it is through your significant other that can be healthy and be redemptive. If they touch your hair, if they do any of that, and you are in a relationship with them, that is okay. If they are seeking it while you're not in a relationship, that is <laughs> it's kind of where I personally draw the line. Now, some people say that's a turn on. For me, that is a major, major, major turn off. If you think something is yours before you've even asked for it to be yours, that's just a turn off for me. Um, like I say, some people may disagree with that. But that's that's personally just how I feel. Like if someone touches my hair... They haven't even asked me to be their girlfriend. They haven't even taken me out on a date. And they do want to go, <laughs> again, they keep it PG. They do want to go downtown. That is so way worse. Um, honestly, though, I think, like, you know, even, like, kisses on the forehead or doing different things like that, that's physical touch okay hate to break it to you holding hands that's physical touch but it's not like horrible it's not like this horrendous deed like yeah so just be careful when you write off someone just because their love language is physical touch what is hey if you want a litmus test for if their love language is physical touch for the right reason, ask them if they like the song Shape of You. And if they're like, yeah, I listen to it, um, you know, it's it's an interesting song. I listen to the song. I make fun of it. But I don't particularly like the lyrics. And I, if the guy's like, oh, yeah like I love the lyrics I love everything about it okay follow-up question 
What's your love language? If he says physical touch and he liked it, the, the song Shape of You, there you got it right there. You don't need to ask any real questions. You know. Like, honestly, like, nine times out of ten, that actually works. Because I've asked, like, several people. And then they're like, well, several makes it sound like I've, I've asked, like, ten million people. I don't know how, what several. Okay, I've asked a couple people. Let's put it that way. I've asked a couple people. And it's a very small sample, so don't think that. This works for every single guy. But I've, like, literally, um, the people that I've asked who've, like, both said both things, you know that they're trying to, that their love language is physical touch for the wrong reason. Just saying. Okay. <sighs> okay. Last, 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 last thing. I said last thing, but I meant last topic a while ago. Last thing is simps and how to treat women with respect. I feel like sometimes, though, here's the thing. People who are respectful, sometimes they want to go out of their way. They want to buy flowers. They want to do all these different things. And sometimes the guy can't win for losing. It's like, you don't do enough. Oh, wow, he must not care about it. Sometimes, if you do some things, but maybe, like, maybe you get the person flowers or you hold the door open for them. Some people's like, that's the bare minimum. Can anybody be happy, like, with their situation, with their relationship? Treating a woman with respect, treating someone with kindness does not make you a simp. At least not in my book. It's, even if, let's say, everybody calls you a simp or, I, I think it's like a mixture of like wimp and like simple. Like, but sometimes people's like, that's the bare minimum. A guy should be doing that for you anyway. And I feel bad because the guy's just like, you know what, I can't win for losing here and yes I could go off on like the women's side of it too because women can't win for losing but that's a story for another time the especially but what I found here is what I've and sometimes this even like breaks my heart like especially if the guy knows that the girl has been hurt before and his love language is physical touch he wants so bad not to hurt her in that way that he's like afraid of like even doing anything remotely close to like hurting her okay so and I think sometimes again you have to remind yourself he is not that person. They are not those men, those boys, those whatever. Like, it is okay. You are safe. You are fine. But that's sometimes, like, the hardest thing, too, is because 
they want to respect your boundaries. Like, a guy who is respectful wants to respect your boundaries. And you should want to respect his. You know, maybe, like, the concept of boundaries is another, like, podcast episode. But you should want to respect his boundaries enough to know this is who he is. This is how he handles things. And if he's coming to me with something that's on his plate, this is how you should respond. You should... Um, so those are, um, those are some different, like, thoughts, some different concepts that, Um, alright, so I hope that you enjoyed that episode. I know I went on some rants and different topics of discussion, but like I say, as always, if you do have any questions, concerns, I am, I am a semi-open book. Um, give different people different manuscripts, whatever, but if you do have any questions, just send me a DM to the Say Less Pod and I will try to respond to them as best as I can if it discusses community policies then I will not answer it understand that but um, I hope that you enjoyed this episode like I say it was a little bit long not as long, I think one of my, <coughs> I feel like a cat with a hairball. Um, I, I think that one of my other episodes is two hours. This is only one hour and then like a half. But I hope that you enjoy this episode.